Good afternoon and welcome to Black Republican, Black Democrat. I'm your co-host, Jamar Nelson. And I'm your other co-host, Priya Samsadar. We are preempted today by Gopher Hockey, but you also can catch us on our iHeart station, Priya. Yeah, download the iHeart Radio app. It is 110% free. Yes. So download it. Look for Black Republican, Black Democrat. Type it in. Follow us and you'll get updates for Every time that we post a new show. That's right. You get an alert for every new episode that we have. So every Saturday after the show sometime, it doesn't come right in after the yeah. show. I've noticed that, too, because I'm following us as well. But uh, it does show. You get an alert, and you can hear that particular uh, week's episode. And so today will be no different. You can uh, follow us as well. And I will, Priya and I will both post yeah. uh, and give you a heads up of when the show's going to be And you can also check out any past shows that you've missed. Or if you're new to the show, feel free to listen to all of our past shows because we've got some great guests and uh, great content. And we got a, a great guest and get indeed today. Uh, we're going to have uh, Chris Seymour joining us today uh, to uh, uh, talk about a, um, some great stuff. He's going to be making an announcement. He's going to be making a great announcement. Speaking of announcements, though, um, you know, we've got a few minutes and I've got to talk about, you know, again, every the, the problem with us coming in on the weekend sometimes is because all of the current events happen prior. Yep. So we're not always privy to speak about them as they happen. But uh, Priya and I call each other all of the time. <laughs> we, we, <laughs> I mean, it's like Priya, Jamar, Priya, Jamar, Priya. I mean, constantly. So we're always in touch with each other about whatever topics they are. And this week is no different. Um, we uh, last Saturday, was it last Saturday after we were off? When did the the shooting happen? That Las Vegas shooting that happened Sunday night. Sunday night after I knew it was after we were off. We had uh, uh, a mass shooting. One of uh, 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 another mass shooting here in the states, uh, and it's really redundant. We lost fifty nine people, over five hundred injured, mm-hmm. and um, it's sad. And I spent. Yesterday and today arguing back and forth. It's amazing how when things like this happen, how partisan things get. And it's really sickening. It really is sickening. And I think that... I, th- oh, I know. Because, I I mean, I woke up to it on Monday morning. And, you know, the crime scene probably hadn't even been settled yet. And they were already talking about gun control and fighting about who should be doing what about gun control. And it's like, guys, let these people heal. Let them rest. Let these families find out if their loved ones are still alive or not. Because, I mean, even here, you know, we had one person die from Minnesota. Oh, who, yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, we had a Minnesotan die. We had another Minnesotan who was shot um, several times. Let these families find out first, you know, whether their loved ones are part of this casualty. If their loved ones are injured, let them heal and let them come to terms with what happened. Before you start talking about gun control, let's... And to start talking about the conspiracy theories and all the other nonsense that associates with it. Let it just sit and rest and let people come to terms with what has happened. It's amazing. And, and I they, think you'd agree with me on no, that. No, I, I, listen, I do. And I think that both parties um, have a blame in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I spent the day yesterday and today arguing with uh, Dave Thompson about it. And some of his Facebook friends. And for those of you who don't know, Dave Thompson used to be a former state rep here in Minnesota. Um, he is no longer in the state, hence the reason why he's not yeah. um, a state rep anymore. Right. And 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 uh, we have been going back and forth. In fact, on my way here, um, we were even still going back and forth. Because, it again, it, to me, I'm always in awe when I look at how different both parties sees gun control or these mm-hmm. type of events. Um it's really funny, too, how the fact that Trump has been elected and how brash and bold and whatever you want to call them. And amazingly, when I say, when I speak my mind, I, I, I'm, I'm insulting you, I'm attacking you, but Trump does this all the time. And people say, he's just speaking, he's saying what we all feel. Really? Really? And I attack no one. Dave Thompson accused me of uh, of attacking him. No. But what did you say? I said to him, only thing that I ever hear coming out of his mouth is that gun control isn't the answer. Okay, fine. What I'm saying is then it's time for all of us to sit down and come up with some solutions. There's no big right solution, but it's time for us all to sit down. And it's time for Republicans to quit saying that 
because uh, uh, there was a, a person on this from this airwaves was saying, always saying gun grabbers. That's and so I guess that's what fuels uh, Democrats and them to be even more idiotic on their stances. When you got people saying we ought to grab your guns, no, I just want some simple. I absolutely believe you have the right to bear arms. Yeah, you. I, I've called Jamar on the phone a couple of times, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm shooting these like big <laughs> guns," and I'm like, "What?" The, and I was, I've been shooting pistols before you could carry, you could legally carry them. I don't want to take anyone's right. I just want to limit those people that shouldn't have them. And I guess it is sometimes a slippery slope of saying who shouldn't have them. Yeah, and just... we've learned a lot actually from our friend Maj Ture from Black Guns Matter. I wanted to have um, him on. Our, uh, wasn't able to be on. Yeah, our friend, he's a solutionary. And actually, I've, we're friends on Facebook and I've seen him, and he's actually very anti gun control. He's been talking about this, you know, saying, you know, gun control isn't the answer. And, you know, I do have to sit there and agree with him because, you know, there are, it is a very slippery slope, as you say, is, you know, how far is too far? Because, you know, I understand, you know, we have, you know, during the great, you know, the Enlightenment period and, you know, the great revival that we've had in our country, you know, the Nietzsche's and the Locks and, you know, these great thinkers, you know, from the 16th and 1700s talk about, well, you know, you sometimes have to give up some of your rights in order to get security. Which and, you do. And we understand that. I mean, that's why, you know, there are certain things like you can't have a grenade launcher, you know, or you can't, you know, keep World War II mi um bombs that haven't been properly disposed of you cannot keep those things in your home you know you can't keep bombs in your home there there are things that we understand that we do have to give up but i think the thing that a lot of people don't understand necessarily is i guess one thing that i was watching the news and them talking about is oh well we need gun control we need to limit who can get guns and they who do. can but this guy didn't have a criminal background. He was a millionaire playing hundred dollar hand poker on the strip. I but again, he had look at the artillery he had. This is what I say to those gun enthusiasts. What does one person need to have all of this artillery for? Seriously. That's just a common sense question. Why do I need to have forty six guns? But did he buy them all? He's a millionaire, of course he did. But we don't know that. We're just assuming that he bought them all. Oh, oh, so if he got them some other ways, which we can talk I mean, about another time, like we, how they think gang members won't get um, well, silencers. So let's look at this. Let's but what I'm this. saying is, what does he need to do? But look, look at this, for instance, the San Bernardino shooters, right? Yeah. They didn't buy. They didn't buy all of their weapons. They had a friend buy them. Which is what? Which is I just what I just said. See, that'll take us on to another stove because, as I said to you before, how they think gang members can't get us. But I, so I don't want to talk about that right now. <laughs> what I'm saying is. We see what a person having that type of artillery does. Look what he did. But not all people who have those are kind of artillery. No, but what do you those. need it for? Why do you some need 46? Nah. But some people are gun collectors. No, I would stop. her last statement. No, now look. Can I give you my explanation? Hold on, but here's the thing, though. You, we say that until it hits home. And then when it hits home... I guarantee you, that's you like change asking, your tune. But that's you like asking, why does one person need, like, 15 cars? You're a car collector, you know? Why does someone and need see, I, X amount of things? Like, And that's what drives me nuts is when we start comparing apples and oranges. But it is. You, you can't, if, if a person, thing. if that person, but here, okay, then how? You can use a, I mean, here's if we've how, here's how, anything from ISIS in the how, past, like, Here's how I would answer years. that then, Priya. If, if that person that has 15 cars doesn't have a license or has used his vehicle to vehicular uh, and vehicular homicides, he shouldn't have 15 people. We make it in this country easier to have a person's license taken away than we do for them to get a gun. It is ridiculous. We don't want but Kim Jong-un to have nukes, but we want any American to access weapons. But I that just, is ridiculous. I actually just read an article about a guy who had his, like, 18th, or it was like a double-digit, a really high double-digit DWI. 20-something. Yeah, it was 20-something DWIs here in Minnesota. His license wasn't taken away. He still was able to operate a car. Never had gone to jail for it. White guy, right, with the beard. Yeah. So we can we can just start <laughs> off. We can just start off. I, I've seen that too. But so again, I, I hear what you're saying, but that's gonna start us on another slopes. But what I'm saying is because there are loopholes that people slip through, gun loopholes that people slip through. What I'm saying is, and then you got a guy, then you got a guy that Trump that. Seems to me was more compassionate when it came to the Las Vegas shootings than he was with Puerto Rican with the with the Puerto Ricans. 
uh, throwing paper towels around. That's like uh, at 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 um, Ronald Reagan during the shuttle uh, uh, disaster, throwing T-shirts to the crowd of mourners. Do you think you'd have seen Reagan throwing T-shirts to those? Did you see some of the people scrambling over those paper towels? Stop. Stop. This is redundant. Look, do I think it was in poor taste? Yes. But <laughs> it was in it was poor taste. Yes. yes. I, I definitely think as leader of the free world, you probably should handle things better. But I could also see I could also see an argument just to say just for sake of argument. I definitely could see an argument where they say, well, he's trying to lighten up the situation and have a little fun. It, again, you crack is, a joke then. Is it? Is it appropriate? No. No. It's not appropriate, but can I see where you can make an argument and say, yeah, well, he's probably trying to have a little fun, lighten up the situation, and give people a good laugh? Yeah, I could see that happening. And continuously attacking the mayor of Puerto Rico. Okay, I, I do have one quick San Juan, question. Excuse me, can, San Juan. Can we please talk about her T-shirts? Because I want to know, yes. in a country that has no power whatsoever, whatsoever, you have the time and the effort. You have enough electricity to go and print T-shirts because we're because I'm pretty sure that electricity could be used elsewhere. You're talking about your people dying, but you're printing T-shirts out quite so sure. for the media. I'm effect. quite sure someone Puerto Rico's America they bought that shirt. I'm pretty sure she was given the shirt. Or <laughs> so how about the, the simple media? fact? But how about the simple fact that the dude that's supposed to lead the free world so decided to attack media, her, then? and she decided she. I don't blame her. If she's making money off this to help her people, I'm with her. Because but you got the leader of the free the world not willing to help her. Not oh. willing to help her very much. Oh, we'll talk about that on the other side of the break, too, because we got a lot to talk about with our uh, next guest, Chris Seymour, who has a big announcement on the other side of the break, Pre-Pre. Yes, he does. So uh, check back with us. This is the podcast. So uh, we don't really have a call station for you to come into. So uh, stay tuned. This is iHeartRadio. Welcome back. Black Republican, Black Democrat. I'm your host, co-host, Jamar Nelson. And I'm your other co-host, Priya Samsundar. Welcome back. Welcome back to the post-show. Oh, Lord, I'm, I'm already in the post-show podcast <laughs> mode. He's just like, let's get it let's done get and it done. let me go home. Uh-huh. You know, I got I got a groove, too. To one other. I, I, we don't got enough time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. Our guest this week is Chris Seymour. Welcome, Chris. Thank you much. Chris, we had you come on and uh, because you have a great big announcement. Very big. And we are so honored that you wanted to uh, announce it here first. Uh, what's your announcement, my man? My announcement is, ring. I am running for governor of the state of Minnesota 2018 race. You are running for governor. Very much so, sir. So have you filed your paperwork yet? No. Um, I think I can't file paperwork yet. Okay. I'm running as an independent. I'm not with a party. Um, I will be, you know, going over what needs to be done to get all those things done and still researching. Um, but my boldness is here. And so I haven't reached those deadlines yet, but I know my hat needs to be thrown in now. People need to hear my name now. Um, people need to be reminded of who I am right now. So, yeah. And you have run for a couple of races in the past, correct? One race and one appointment. I was a finalist for appointment of city council when um, Andrew Carlson won the race of House of Representative Bloomington 50B. I ran against him um, 2016 for House of Representatives. I did not win that race. Um, but I'll tell you this. My mom had caught cancer during that time, and so I dropped out. And um, we did all the things that we needed to do to to take care of her. And I threw my hat back in before it was too late. And so I campaigned for one month, spent $100, and I got very close to 12% of the vote. Um, so if we look at the numbers, for about every person I talked to was about the amount of people that voted for me. So I like to say... I was more viable than Jill Stein was during the 2016 election. Word, <laughs> word. No, I, that, that's great. And I and I 
am very pleased because, again, I make no qualms about the fact that I love giving minorities the first look. I think that's important because enough of minority men or women don't run for public office. Yep. And too many and too often do we sit by the wayside or yell at the TV or throw something at the TV about a particular politician or complain about a particular politician and do nothing about it. Yep. And I think the way you do something about it is getting up and getting involved. Yeah. And you don't have to necessarily run for political office because that's not for everybody. Mm-hmm. But I think being involved. And so I'm very pleased that uh, right now that the only uh, minority and black male uh, is running for governor. Yeah. And so um, I, because, again, I, I think what's important is we're a state that's so multicultural. Mm hmm. And I think that it needs to be that needs to be represented by a lot of our elected officials. And I think my man Walter Hudson and I disagree on that all the time. And I I don't necessarily now if you're not the right person, Chris, Mm -hmm. that's for me to decide, not simply because you're black. Correct. But I'm going to definitely give you the first look because you're black or because you are a female. I'm a feminist as well. Um. But if you're not the right dude, if you're not saying the right things, then I won't vote for you. Correct. I think that's as simple as that. But that's, that's a democracy. It's democracy. You know, I think women give a lot of uh, a woman candidate a first look, and they should. You know, you should want to see more women in political office or representing you. I just think that I don't. Am I silly to think yeah. that? I right now have a hashtag going called hashtag Minnesota right. in the middle. Okay. Minnesota oh. in the middle. Um, because we are a middle state. We are a multicultural, multi-race um, state, and we need to do better, though. Um, I'm not running as a Democrat, even though I have been a longstanding Democrat in the Democratic Party for a nine-year period of time um, on every state level and national delegate level for both Bernie Sanders and Barack Obama. I'll let you stay anyway, since you, uh, even though you went for... Bernie Sanders. Uh, Democracy. Well, yeah. <laughs> so do you think that, okay, so you've been caucusing mostly as a Democrat, and so sounds like you are a Democrat. But I re- used to be. Okay, well. I'm Democratic. You could say that. Okay. Yeah. But now are you not running, are you not running for governor as a Democrat because you don't think you will get, uh, the, the party will accept you or you think you can't raise money that way? I don't or? have a chance to be governor of the state of Minnesota running as a Democrat. Why? I'm going to speak truthfully. This is Keep It Real Radio. Thank you, sir. Um, so in my party precinct, I was told by the party leader that this is a good old boys club mm-hmm. to my face. Mm-hmm. And this was after I put my bid in for the race of House of Representatives. On that day, um, Andrew Carlson and I debated. I got, I think, between 33 and 38 percent of the room um, who endorsed for me. And about 15 more percent of those people who did not endorse me walked up to me and said, I would have voted for you if I didn't have to go for Andrew Carlson. It was already set up. I surprised them. They had no expectation of me putting my bid in that day, and I still did well. And um, so that goes to show that party politics, and I'm not just blaming Democrats, party politics, they've already collected the money, the money spent, or who they're going to spend it on. Um, So I know that. And they like to take turns. I'm going to say that in political parties, and I think especially in the Democratic Party because that's the party I know they take turns. You put your work in. Um, I'm from Chicago, and, you know, in, in the gang culture, it's called putting in work. Yeah, and, and I don't I'm, think that there's anything say wrong with quick. it. I've never been a gang member. <laughs> well, but, I have, um, so I know what you're... I know what, I but know. I, I've lived the culture, and so... I don't think there's anything wrong with that, though. I think that, like... But I think Republicans, especially uh, nationally, do it a lot more than Democrats. I think... I'll tell you what's wrong with it. When they tell you to your face you are the better candidate... But this guy over here is a better face. That's a violation yeah. in gang culture also. And so that's where they separate themselves from realness 
versus political ideologies. And so I'm not running on political ideologies. I am a human. So let me ask you a question then. Okay, so you're saying, okay, we, we know that both parties, I, I say this all the time, something like only a month ago I was talking about how it's a good old boys club in NFL and sports league and especially politics. But I think, and I've talk, told you about this, is, you know, there are um, instances where I think, especially in the Democratic Party, they do have this wait your turn um, mentality. And I think that's a success for the Democrats as to why they run so efficiently. Mm-hmm. But that's not how democracy was intended to be. And I don't think you, as hey. someone who has worked within the Republican Party, I have never, I guess I don't see it as much as this wait your turn. Because I've seen people go in, especially on state, like state houses and state rep races, um, you know, they'll s- go in and challenge the incumbent candidate Democrats and they'll do win. It too, but Republicans are a little bit more uh, I mean you know keep it real radio they're a little, a little, little less spot they're a little more uh spineless let's keep it real and what do you mean by spineless well because listen first of all they because they say no sit down and wait your turn that's no because they won't challenge the, the status quo they won't do any they won't do any of that you have young I don't know what you see but I see lots of young Democrats especially the organization that I work for, Grassroots, I, I don't see anyone saying, no, 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 wait your turn, young man. Maybe nationally, that's the way it's looked at, and it is the way it's looked at. So we could talk about that on the other side of the break, too, but that's the way it's looked at nationally. But I don't think that uh, – I, I guess you're right, there is a bad part about it, but I think that there's also a good thing about it because you don't want – any loony band running for political office because he or she can raise money. So that's it, the difference between I and anybody else who is not willing to wait their turn. That's true. I'm ready. I'll so give you examples on the other side of the break. Okay, this is Black Republican, Black Democrat on Twin Cities News Talk and TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com. Black Republican, Black Democrat. TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com, the Black Democrat, Black, oh gosh, Black Republican, Black Democrat pod, podcast. I can't say anything today. It's Saturday. I'm trying to get out of here, Priya. And we've got Maxwell in the background. We do. Do you know, you know who this is, though, right? Name, the song sounds familiar. Oh, you got to know Maxwell. It's, this dude is, he's all of that, for real, right? He's cool. This is cool. Dude, but... I grew up in a Christian Indian home. I can tell you any <laughs> Christian song, and I can tell you any Hindi song. I want to say very long. I don't know it if you know Maxwell, but you say your dad doesn't even have an Indian accent. No, he fakes it. No, there was. <laughs> no, no, I'll tell you. There was this one time when I was a kid, back when you couldn't put a block on your phone, your landline for telemarketers call. So you got those telemarketers calling in, you know, 536 o'clock. Andre Gupta is, you know, doing his thing on CNN, CBS. That's back when he, you know, he was back with CBS. Telemarketer calls, my dad picks it up puts on a full fake Indian accent and pretends he's Sanjay, Dr. Sanjay Gupta and tells the lady, and the lady flips out. She's like, oh my gosh, really? You're really Sanjay Gupta? And my mom and I are just dying in the background. So, yes, we can probably fake the accent, but my parents more have a, uh, it's like a mix between like a bro- broken British Jamaican accent. Oh, goodness. Well, welcome back to what Black Republican, Black Democrat. Do I sound? No. No, okay. not even close. Welcome back, though. Seriously, guys. Um, and all in fun, because I don't want to, you know, nowadays, I don't want to offend anybody. I'm so offended right now. I know, right? Well, I, I could use my, my, my British accent. You think I'll offend some of them? Don't you go there. Don't you go there. You have to, Chris, if you're going to talk, oh, you have to turn it on. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, don't go there. Donald Trump had did that. This week, I heard that he did some type yes, of um, trying to uh, mock the accent of Puerto Rican. Puerto Rican, that's right. You had to have some type at of Puerto Rican. a huge Hispanic Month speech. Oh my if God. I'm not mistaken, we'll be all day on this idiot. God, yeah. I cannot wait to 2020. He may as well have had his wife speak because she has she has an accent. Yeah, and she's and she's smart. She she's, is. Yeah, she. I mean, She's She's very bright. And she's smart enough not to step in it like he does. I just can't wait because in 2020, my son is a new voter. I can't wait. My daughter's a new voter. My daughter's a new voter next month. So I've got two kids that I'll be taking to the polls, and they already know um, what to do. I just can't wait. I think that this election has woken up a lot of people. Those people that sat and thought Hillary Clinton was the lesser of two evils. Well, now what? Some people still do. Well, now what? Now look what we got. 
Now we've got a dude that you, 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 he don't know whether he want to scratch his watch or whine his butt. Can I tell you this much? Yes, sir. I did not vote for Hillary. You didn't. See, you're part and, of the And problem. I was a Democrat. You're part and, of the problem. But you know what most people who didn't vote for Hillary thought is that Donald Trump will not get he as get many votes. Yeah. You know? yeah. And the yeah. truth is she did get millions of more votes, if I'm not mistaken. Do y'all know how many? Three million. Okay. So... She did. There you go. No, she did, and I, I find that, and oh no, and this is your time, Chris. But what I also find crazy is that what I think that Trump should have did about this Russian thing is got on top of it. Now he he was on top. Of what? It. No, this is true. It's according <laughs> to the dossier, right? Yes. Um, but that but dossier I, was. The well, dossier. No, this is this. I thought it was crap at first, but now that Mueller Mueller's gotten involved, and the dude won't even speak, and now he's speaking to Mueller. I think there's something to it. I want to know I think how he, it's paid, who paid for it. But here's the thing. There's something nefarious in that dossier. But you have to realize where Robert Mueller's coming from, okay? His, the FBI has been notorious for uh-uh. messing things up. No. He's, okay, you have to realize, okay? Priya, Especially after what happened with Hillary Clinton. He is the Clinton. most trusted dude right now in Washington. But here's the thing. He's, with the Hil- he's after board. the Hillary Clinton investigation. He didn't, which he had no part of. But I'm saying he has to cover all of his bases. He's going to have to cross that. every T and dot every I. So, of course, he's going to have to talk, talk to that no guy about the That's why there's no leaks coming out of his office. There's no leaks coming out. The, most of the leaks are coming from the other departments. There's no leaks coming from Mueller. There's no leaks coming out of his office. That's because he's doing things above board. He's not into okay. I might be a Democrat. I might be a Republican. He doesn't. He's not trying to harm Donald Trump. Period. He's trying to get to the bottom of what's well, going exactly. On. But you have to also realize he's hired people that he trusts, one hundred and ten percent. Right. So these people are not going to leak because if they do leak, Robert Mueller is going to go after them because Absolutely. he needs to make sure everything's up right? for. Because if there are any questions whatsoever after when this investigation's concluded, they are going to rip him to shreds. But what I was about to say was, what what I'd have done is I would have acknowledged that there was ru- Russian interference and said that I'm the president of the United States. I will, I, as my job as president, I will make sure that anyone found responsible for this will be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. And I will make sure that, or excuse me, I'm not make sure, but I am the president of all even if you, I, I love hearing those lines from every politician, the Bush, Obama, Clinton. Even though you didn't vote for me, I'm still your president. That means a lot. Like, again, I think people want to have a comforter in chief. I know I do. I want a comforter in chief. When there are times of crisis like this, I don't want a guy tossing newspaper, or excuse me, tossing paper towels, getting smart, calling a mayor nasty. No I matter think what you. He did a great job, though, handling oh, the Las yeah. Vegas. Incident. He didn't do any and, damn thing. That's how he did a great respect. job because he didn't do anything. Hey, can I say this? Yes, he absolutely. did a horrible job in Las Vegas, in in my own personal opinion. Well, speak it, speak the it. The reason why I say that is, um, I saw pictures at the hospital of people taking pictures and selfies, and it was smiling because the celebrity is here. Yeah. When Bush was in office and and nine eleven happened, and they had the national prayer, he included Muslims also. Mm. Um, and it was said to us, you know, that that event was perpetrated by Muslims. Right. But as like what you said, a, a comforter in chief. Um, our United States system, your religion is your religion. We're, right. we're free to believe. We're free to do this. We're free right. to do that. And he included all people. And he was George Bush, not liked by many people. Not especially black, by black people, which I find myself defending this Republican dude all the time because I have Facebook friends of mine that said he was the mastermind behind this. Like, would you shut up with that crap already? He's No American president was behind the mastermind of 9-11. And he does like black folks. But I think that you do want a comforter in chief. I, but I, I failed to see it. How he did a bad thing. He, him and his wife, first lady uh, Melania which, Trump, which they went to the hospital and they met with people. I don't have a necessarily problem. Yeah, I'm, that's I'm, not a bad thing. I'm not talking, I'm talking about about, Vegas. about the PR of certain things. I'm not talking about Vegas. I'm talking about Puerto Rico. Vegas does not. Oh, speaking of our monitor in the in the office, here, there's a bunch of big smiles. But as you were just saying, with a lot of uh, with some but of the victims. But that's their prerogative. I'm okay. I probably would have smiled big if Barack Obama came into my room too. People love their president. The one guy that got shot in the leg said, "I'm gonna stand up and give the pres- my president that I voted for the respect he deserves." I'm not mad at that. 
I am saying Puerto I Rico. You're one of the only people you, not mad at that. But you know why, Priya? Because this is a dude that makes it his business to 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 uh, uh, stub his nose and 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 stip his middle finger up at any and everybody on purpose. Mm-hmm. It's that's not what a president does, and you can't tell you are twenty what. Three, four. Twenty-three. You can't tell me in the twenty-three years you what have, what have you lived through? Four presidents already. So, uh, you're born ninety-one. What are you born? Four. Oh, so, so that's Clinton, Clinton Bush, and Bush. Then okay, Barack so four, Obama, and then. But okay, with the two, with with Bush, did you ever see Bush do anything like this? And I'm okay with people wanting things differently. We're in a different era. I'm okay with that, right? Mm-hmm. Politics as usual. I'm okay with doing away with that. But I still want. I still look for the people that are elected. To hold of themselves, I hold them to you a higher. Up, you and and there's nothing wrong with that. I have said, okay. I've said over and over again that politicians should be held to a higher standard. Certainly should. You know what? I did not check my bias at the door. You should. Don't do it here. Um, you, I, I I work for Minneapolis Public Schools, and one thing we talk about is do check your bias at the door. Right. Um, I am biased on Donald Trump. What word? So am I. Yeah. So, so you ain't the only one. No, I. That's look, that's that's. I can. I, spoke the word. I can. Agree with him on things that need to be done. You know, uh, taxes. I liked it. Some of the things that I heard in it, I'm going to get yelled at, but I liked it. When you, when you, as a, as There's a parent, wrong with yeah. that. as a hardworking parent, me and my wife, when you're talking about doubling the earned income credit, yeah. I'm great with that because yeah. me and my wife worked hard for that, you know, paying your school bills or, you know, Here's blah, blah, Here's the thing. Blah. Nobody likes taxes and nobody does. I mean, that is why people move to states that have zero income tax, like Florida. Texas. Texas. I mean, I think Arizona is also one of Arizona, them. Arizona, yeah. Um, people don't like taxes, and I think for anybody to sit there and say, oh, well, we need to raise taxes, it'd be like, do you like being taxed yourself? <laughs> no, no, I always disagree with uh, uh, Governor Dayton on these gas tax. I'm like, I don't want to have, Don't we're not going to pass a gas tax. I know. Well, you guys have a gentleman on the air right now who's running for governor. Yes, sir. And I have to boldly say, there will be some taxes I'm going to ask to be raised. But see, that's the difference, though. I don't want you to, while you're campaigning, to lie. Mm-hmm. I want you to be honest and say, look, we're going to w- the state needs yeah. revenue or, yeah. we, you know, we're in debt or blah, which mm-hmm. not. We're doing pretty good, darn good now. Yeah. But if you believe that there are certain uh, places where revenue needs to be raised, mm-hmm. immediately say that it has to come from somewhere. Yes. It has to I don't want somewhere. you to get elected and then do it. Let's yeah. talk about it while you're running, because give me the choice to a elect you yep. and b disagree with what you're saying. Yep. So, I, again, we've got a few more questions for you on the side to break about things like that, because I think that's important that people don't make ca- campaign promises that they can't keep and i think too often politicians think that that's the 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 cliche thing to do it's all cliche that's why i'm running for governor 2018 christopher seymour's my name (laughs) we got more with him on the other side of the break black republican black democrat on twin cities news talk and twin cities news talk.com y'all can get up now everybody can get up on the floor we get ready to throw it all the way back party like we used to Twin Cities News Talk, TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com. This is Black Republican, Black Democrat. I'm your host, Jamar Nelson. And I'm Priya Samsadar. I'm your co-host, Jamar Nelson. It's okay. I told you, I'm not the host. This is our I mean, show. technically, we're both hosts. We're both hosts. That's true, though. That is true, right? Yep. Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, our producer finds some of the smoothest grooves, I'm telling you. Stan, you found this? <laughs> Priya. Yeah, baby. How you? <laughs> Real smooth. No, this is this is rhythm and blues. See, I'm an old school, so I, I love. Uh, I grew in my house. We couldn't listen to. We could listen to circus music, but there was no rap. Yeah. So all I could listen to was the blues. So for my mom, it was Motown. Exactly. So you know, I, that's all I could listen to. So I love the blues. So you know, that's why I had to spring a little bit in there. Welcome back, though. We got our, with our guest here, a gubernatorial candidate, uh, independent gubernatorial candidate, Chris Seymour. Mm-hmm. Chris. Um, you said you were saying that you're going to be uh, you, number one. You, you're not opposed to raising the uh, taxes. No. What particular taxes? Number one, and number two is uh, this is a state that's multicultural, but right now we're having a lot of problems with violence in particular segments of communities. Mm-hmm. There's no eradic- There's no particular answers to eradicate crime, mm-hmm. but what's the solution? All right. 
Um, going to taxes, since Priya mentioned gas, I did think the other day while I was driving, and even though I don't like paying the amount of gas money I spend, I think we can afford to add one to two cents on gas tax. I think we can afford to add a few more cents on alcohol tax. Um, I think we can afford to add a few more cents on cigarette tax um, and some other things. And for the purpose of that, I'm running as the children's governor. Um, What's that mean? That means I've worked in education and, and social services and parks and recreations for 25 years. And that's since I graduated high school. I'm 43 years old. I have four children and three grandchildren. Um, so having said that, I have watched uh, the educational budgets dwindle. I remember years ago when I was a teacher, I retired out of Higher Ground Academy, St. Paul. Um, the school, the charter school had to take out a loan. Lots of schools had to take out loans. Um, my child... My last child goes to Bloomington Public Schools, West Bloomington, Jefferson. And I think last year they ran a deficit of $3.5 million, but they talked about putting in a sidewalk along the Minnesota River. I am so sick of the children of Minnesota being shortchanged. Right. I'm tired, tired. I mean, I could curse and cry right now <laughs> of that. I work um, as a family and community liaison right now, so I work hand-in-hand in all my 25 years with what they called homeless and highly mobile populations. Right. And so I see the effects of what we are not able to do because in the last 25 years, I have personally graduated some children. Those children now have children. And so when you talk about crime, if they're not able to get out of that cycle of poverty, crime increases. So with, you know, things, what I would do with, People who commit crimes now um, for reasons that those people say out of my hardship, not criminals that commit crime out of I just like robbing folks or stealing or murdering. You know, there are people who are mentally built that way. For sure. Um, but there, I think there's a difference. And, and so growing up as an African-American man between the states of Chicago, where I was born, Mississippi, where my parents are born, and Minnesota, where my children are born, I understand socioeconomic statuses and differences. Um, some crimes are committed because people need to eat. That. Their joblessness and homelessness uh, uh, definitely go hand in hand with, mm -hmm. uh, with, with crime. There's no doubt about it. Um, let me ask you a question, too, that, that, that you called and asked uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, do you think that a black man can get elected governor in the state of Minnesota? I was so happy to hear, I believe his name was Xavier? Xavier Bickett. He said, yes, a black man can run in the Republican Party, and he can win, and that made me feel good. Is I don't it believe true? that is the truth. <laughs> I don't believe that's the truth. <laughs> and so why do if we you can believe look, that's I'm, not I'm, true? I'm, I'm going to tell you why. If you got to look at numbers, okay? Um, number one, I didn't ask the question of do, as a black man, I think I can win endorsement of the Republican Party. That's another thing. Um, I think you could uh, if you brought a good message. Okay, yeah, I, I think so too. But at the same time, we also have Democrats. We have third parties. We have people who don't like politics and people who don't vote for this and that other reason. And our current president is Donald J. Trump. Um, yeah, in the culture supposedly. of what we have right now, I wouldn't want to harm myself. You know, this is speaking as a politician, but I wouldn't want to harm my own votes um, with jumping on the bandwagon because that's what I would be doing. I've, I've, I am more conservative than any Democrat, I would say. When I first got in this well, race, you can check my are. blog. You most can say on my blog, my first blog, I think, is I came out as a blue dog Democrat. Um, I am in the middle. I know for a fact I'm in the middle because I have to be in the middle. But that's with that, But that's how most black folks are. That's me. I mean, I'm, uh, I can be... I, I, I hate putting a liberal or I'm a Democrat yeah. and it depends on the issue. I depend on the issue. I can be conservative and that on that issue. I can be liberal or whatever. Uh, so that I'm great. That's great that you are. Cause we need, I don't, I'd support any Democratic candidate, but I, I kind of pull my hair out at a candidate that's so far left yeah. that 
i.e. Bernie Sanders, yeah. that I don't agree with everything you're saying because you're so far left yeah. that you don't even know yourself. Yeah. You need to be in the middle. You know what I'm saying? You need to be center left. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I can under, and, and that's where we can uh, find common ground. Um, I do think that a black man could get elected at the state. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've been here, I don't know, since Jesus was a baby now. I've yet to see it done, but I've seen Dr. Richard Green. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen uh, Mayor Sharon Sells Belton mm-hmm. be uh, president of the city council, Minneapolis City Council, and become mayor of Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do think that it's done. I do think that we're in a, um, an age where uh, uh, it doesn't always matter that you're black, um, but I do think that sometimes it does matter that you're black. Um, but with these youngsters coming of age now, they don't see color. They see issue. And I think that that's a great thing. That's how we all should see. We should see issues and not colors. And but I'm I, coming for the young people. And I think that that's the, every politician that's smart or has anyone in communications uh, should be targeting younger voters. I, I, we were just talking off air, or I don't know if I said it on there. That I've got my, I've got two kids. My daughter's turning 18 next month. My son's turning 15. But in 2020, my son will be able to vote. My daughter can vote uh, coming up here in November. So that's so important that these youngsters have a candidate that reaches out to them. So if you are a candidate that's out gunning towards uh, the youngsters, that's going to be important. That's going to be neat because Minnesota isn't getting – Young, uh, older, it's getting younger. Yeah, and you know, nothing, if nothing else. So, um, stake out a position that you're going to uh, run on that um, uh, that's going to attract everyone: black, white, pink, color, uh, purple, whatever, whatever party. You're an independent, so it's going to make that's going to be harder as is. But what's the position? What's one of your main positions that you're staking out? Currently, I have 10 positions and five are on the legislative side and five are on the non-legislative side. We can do things without creating laws. Um, So that one position would be eliminating racial, gender, equity and equality gaps. Right. Okay. so um, I'm heavily into IT and machine learning. If I had put this input, this information into a computer, the computer nowadays can spit out to me how to eliminate racial, gender, equity and equality gaps. It is just that easy. It's not something we have to go and study because it's already studied. We know that women make less money than men. This is true. Stop it. This is we true. know that. Oh, my God. God, we know that African-Americans in the state of Minnesota have an unemployment rate that matches the state of Mississippi, if it's not worse at times. Stop that mentality. It's just as easy as when people. So wait a minute. You're not running as a black candidate. Are are you running as the black candidate, the savior for all of us black folks? No. Are you running as the, the... I'm running as a governor of the state of Minnesota who can govern. Word. Keyword govern. So here's another thing about Christopher Seymour. I am not running to be a politician. Word. I am running to govern the state of Minnesota. Right now it is my belief that the state of Minnesota is not being governed. It's on autopilot. You don't like what Governor Dayton's doing? I love Governor Dayton as a man, and I do like what he's doing. But okay. he's got he's being sued by the Republicans. Uh, well, because he's doing the right thing. Okay, so, but what that does, well, to, for, what make, makes me feel is like we're not governing. the. And I'm going to say this. I know um, the governor, I will not be an emperor. I will not be Darth Vader. People work for the state of Minnesota. There's a cabinet, and under every cabinet position, hundreds if not thousands of people work in titles, the finance department. They create the budget. The governor, I'm going to say this to the people of Minnesota, the governor himself, people, does not sit at home at night and write out the budget by himself. Of course not. There's teams of people. So I'm the person that is going to say I'm going to go, one, meet every team and work with those teams before I even become the governor because I can't sit at home and and write something up and say, well, this is what I'm going to do. I would be a liar. I think that, that too, uh, it's important that, we have candidates like yourself, Ron, and I think that's important that Republicans push out minority candidates. When you think about how we speak to how we spoke last week, Priya, mm-hmm. Priya about people, uh, candidates like uh, uh, Roy Moore, that's perhaps coming in to office. Okay. <laughs> I, Republicans need to run far away from that, and I think that um, 
we find it so hard to get along with particular particularly when it comes to issues like the mass shooting because it all boils down to politics instead of looking at the loss of lives. And then not talking about other different mass shootings that happened. Um, I think too, because uh, I was looking at and I wrote this down how um, how Black Wall Street mm-hmm. um, that was a huge mass shooting. Okay, and bombing, bombing, plane crash, uh, Americans, um, uh, the, the government dropped a bomb on on these black people just to just to rid themselves of them for the land, uh, and that that happened uh, May third, nineteen twenty two. Um, Can I go back to your question? Absolutely. Of guns and, and, you know, Priya said, why would a person need that much? Or why, I asked, ask, yes. Ask, why would a person need that much? Second Amendment says... Yeah, but hey, someone read that. Read that. Someone... I have it right Be here. specific of what the Second Amendment says. It says, a well-regulated militia mm-hmm. being necessary to Take the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. So I, what I'm saying is in, in, in today's society, if you own a certain amount of land and there's no crime being committed on it and, and the government is to intrude on your land, that's what the Second Amendment right is. To take up arms against the government, yeah. exactly. So, so when people do buy high levels of ammunition and blah, 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 they might be thinking, well, if the government comes, <laughs> I'm going to need every ounce of every I bullet. I.e. Ted I can... Bundy. Or, yeah. Am I saying his name? Wouldn't no. Uh, uh, no. Th- Waco? I know. I know who you're no, talking Bundy, about. Those the Bundy guys. guy. The, nope. No, Ted some Bundy, other guy. That's not... That's not Ted Bundy. <laughs> no, I'm saying I'm, I'm, I'm it was about a Bundy. The rancher, people. the rancher yeah, that yeah. pulled the guns on the feds. That he is. His yeah. last name and was they, Bundy. You talking about the most recent one? Yes. I don't think no. What was his name? I let me look it up. Google that gotcha. for me. So yeah, the, I'm I'm thinking about the persons that the the law has yet to come onto this man's land because this man Ted has told Bundy them was a serial the killer, killer, yeah. killer yeah, 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 rapist. Yeah, yeah. They didn't come on his land because he said, you know, I'm going to do what I got to do. Now, is this guy wrong or right? I really don't know. I think he was kind of a criminal, but they did not come on his land because of, of, of said laws. Exactly. Is, is, is what I think. And I think that that's what I'm saying, too, uh, when you when Trump you gets You are in, right, sorry. They, but their names were Ammon Bundy. Ammon, okay. When, when Trump comes in and says even people with mental illness have the right to bear arms, it's like... No, no, they. No. I mean, well, or not, not that they don't. We got to think about when the Second Amendment was written. There that's it is. The same, that, that, same with guns at the right. time. Muskets, right. one shot at a time. That's light right. the thing like you light a candle. That's right. There's a huge difference. A huge so we have difference. to. Uh, real talk. We got to revisit the Constitution. We need to maybe revisit the Constitution, or some, sure again, or do. some again, or let's sit down, or let's sit down again. Let's let's talk about some real laws. That affect people like this. That is sacrilege right there. I am so sorry. For a Republican, maybe. Yeah. Or a person that that thinks that. Sacrilege. Sacrilege is to revisit the Constitution? Because it was written. Let me tell you this. When it was written, it didn't include black people. It didn't include my people. Exactly. So So what do you mean? I spoke to a Republican the other day that identified with That is why the Constitution can... You can add amendments to the Constitution. Okay, Hence, they, the they reason the 14th and 15th added, Amendment were added. Priya, Republicans don't, Republicans that, don't that even want to do need. that. Exactly. And they, it, were, it was a Republican Congress that passed the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendment, I'll remind you. Okay, and, and, and most people will still say those, they weren't those, Democrats. those were amendments still need to be revisited. And, and Priya. And, they and, were Republicans. And who was the, and they were Republican. And who was the head of, of the, and led those charges? What the Republicans that came up with these ideas again? When you when you it was a Republican Congress, and Democrats did not want to pass it. If I remember correctly, this was during the Reconstruction era, after Lincoln got shot. And Democrats didn't want to. Democrats didn't no, want to. Democrats created the KKK during the Reconstruction period. Look Man, it up. That's, I wish I could okay. be a Republican. Because right? Republicans we, we, were. We don't the, have enough time. See, exactly. Going, See, we don't have know. enough time. Pre- and, 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 I'll, I'll give you my and, textbook from uh, college because I, I was a sociology major. And I'm a little, I'll give you my textbook. And I'm a little ticked that you just pulled that out. The Democrats created the KKK. They if did. I, but if I hear one more Republican pull that out of their behinds. I said going during to... the Reconstruction period. <sighs> okay. That's 1860s. Yeah, but you know what? You know what? We no longer think that way, y'all. The way those people think then. I think it's not good for us to have those conversations because <laughs> no, it is because they, change those it's uh, because uh, yeah, we don't have enough time. We don't have enough time to talk about that. But 
I just look. What I'm saying is that we do need to revisit some of those old laws because when they were written, they're way outdated. They didn't include black people. They yeah. didn't include women. They yeah. didn't include uh, the type of machinery that's been uh, created now. Like you said, they have muskets and 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 horses and and buggies and things of that nature. The forefathers did never. You can't tell me they foreseen. As I said at the of beginning of the show, our uh, friend, our solu- friend who's a solutionary, Mashure, would agree with me. I think on this part. And I, I don't care. Now he sat right there, and I told them the same thing. I get tired of people saying that, and, and let me tell you this, and, and it's really surprising that Maj say this, that Maj would say that. As a black man that lives in Philadelphia, where crime is high in black neighborhoods, for him to continue to advocate for anyone to possess a weapon is ludicrous. How many times do we continue to let a felon, and then these are the people. No that one's get, saying felons wait, wait, should get guns. Can I finish, please? These are the people that get mad at Hillary Clinton for saying, oh, her and Bill Clinton, uh, they, they incarcerated the most black people. But you want anyone to possess a weapon. How many times does a felon, uh, should he get a chance to possess a, well, a weapon, go out and commit crime, Anyone until they hurt possess- your family member. But here's the thing. If you're a felon, you cannot legally own a weapon. Oh, but if you're mentally unstable, you should, though. But here's the question that I want to ask you. Uh, who's? What do you say is mentally disabled? Because, I mean, that could be somebody who's going to see a sh- psychiatrist for postpartum depression. That could be... S- and you don't think postpartum depression should you think anyone so anybody going- who has bad feelings and decides to sit down with somebody should be banned from having a gun for the rest of their lives I'm even though okay, I'm you question, though they might get better so so, you, so let me ask you a question Priya. you don't want any laws to be you don't want any laws to be enacted to stop mass shootings that's and, not well, what well, I'm well, saying well yeah, it is what you're saying no I'm not it is what I'm you saying that you have because to all you and republicans do is say you don't want any laws I'm gonna say I'll say it Priya, it is exactly what you're saying. No, so not. I'll say it again, and I'll be quiet. Then you and any Republican tell me, what do you want to do to stop mass shootings if you believe that no laws enacted or that are enacted or will be enacted will stop any of these? Tell me what do you want to be done to stop mass shootings. I'll be quiet. I'll turn my mic off. One. Oh, Stan turned the <laughs> mic off on me. Stan turned the mic off on me, but I'd love to revisit this next We can time. next week. We absolutely can. Yeah, we will. We absolutely can next week. Uh, don't y'all, y'all know how I me and Priya get started. Chris, man, I want to say thank you. Thank you for having me. And um, real quick, where can people find uh, your website? What's your website? This is what I would like folks to do. Google Christopher Seymour. Either Christopher Seymour running for governor of Minnesota, because I would like you to research me. Um, you'll find me. I'll be on the first three pages of Google. I am a national philanthropist, also for life-changing outreach programs and services. I'm a national job creator, helper of homeless people. Um, and he's so also I'm my Facebook there. friend, and so he, you can also find him via my Facebook friend. And we're Chris absolutely Seymour on Facebook. We're absolutely have you more for gov gov on Facebook. We'll absolutely have you back. Thanks for coming on, Priya. Thank you. We'll see you next week. Yep. Stan, thank you, my man. And everybody, please listen to the podcast. We're live next week. Make sure you check us out, 6 p.m. on Twin Cities News Talk and TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com.